Do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? Of course you know what time it is. This is New York Giants Trade Talk with Tim. What's going on, everyone? It's a fabulous, I don't know what day it is, but it's a fabulous day. Got a lot to talk about here in the giant land, in the giant spectrum. Uh, Want to talk about some Daniel Jones rumors, some speculation, some things that I've heard, and some things that I've told people on Twitter that uh, I'm going to divulge. Um also want to talk about Saquon Barkley. Want to talk about the New York Giants, and you know what? Getting rid of where is it? We have we have to find it just for him because you know what? We should we should have started with the homage right away. Bringing you the smooth sounds of Kenny G. Seventy-two million, not worth it, as you can plainly see. That is the homage to Kenny G, who is going to be moved on from. It's already been preordained. He's gone. He will save the Giants about $6.7 million. We're not going to talk about the big dead cap number that he's going to bring alongside. We are going to bring along the fact that he did not produce here. I said it. I said it when they signed him. I said it. they overpaid for him when Curtis Samuel got half of what he got. It just didn't make sense. The Giants, once again, were competing against themselves. I did multiple videos about it. There's nothing to talk about. He's gone. I mean, and it was a failed experiment. You have to wonder if if baby baby Megatron was uh, baby Megatron because of Matthew Stafford, the Dome, the offense they ran in Detroit. But he's he he was a failed like Golden Tate. He was a failed New York Giants um, wide receiver that came in here with big expectations, and and the Giants are just moving on. It's 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 a shame. It's sad. Um, you a lot of people had big big hopes for him. I didn't, but a lot of people did. So um, we have to do it one more time for Kenny G. Bringing you the smooth sounds of Kenny G. Seventy-two million, not worth it, as you can plainly see. I laugh, though, because everyone wants to talk about uh, the salary cap now. Everyone wants to talk about it. Everyone's a capologist. I, I'm the only one that's actually been in cap meetings. Um, well, don't worry. I'm, I'm the only one that's not a capologist, but I, I, I've sat in cap meetings. Um, you know, it's weird because of the fact that the Giants are going to have 50-something plus million. But again, if you look at their salaries on the cap itself, you don't have, after Kenny G's contract, you don't have a lot of contracts that you can get rid of. Because if you look at your big guys, and we got it up on the screen here, you got Leonard Williams, so you know, with a thirty-two million dollar cap at twenty, you know, um, you got Kenny G, of course, is going to be gone. You got a Dory Jackson, which just got that big nineteen million dollar cap. It you still got a, you still got Dexter Lawrence on that maturing five year deal on his rookie deal at twelve. You got Andrew Thomas at ten and ten. Um, you got Mark Lewinsky at eight and eight. So your your cap hits eight. Your dead cap number is eight. Uh, then you get into, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal, Tyrod Taylor, Graham Gano. So there's not a lot of wiggle room. Once you get through that Kenny contract, unless you do things that Shane doesn't want to do, and one of the things that Shane says that he does not want to do is move his cap space around, is turn around his cap space and and start pushing it out into other years. And, and I think that's um, I think that's what we have to look at. Um, there's a lot of rumors about the Dan Jones contracts, and, and it was funny though because I was telling, I was I was tweeting or, or DMing someone. And I'm not going to say his name unless he wants me to. If he's in the chat and he wants me to, then I'll say his name. Uh, I told him a couple of weeks ago that there was going to be a big news about the Daniel Jones contract. Uh, and I said I didn't know what it was, but I said if someone told me there was going to be a big news, and of course that is the number, the $45 million number that came out. Then I told him the other day there was some other speculations, and um, and this was this was information that was given to me from a gentleman who was 
uh, pretty much, I'm not going to say in the know, but he knows people that knows people that knows people. He's the same guy that told me the Giants were going to sign James Bradbury and the Giants were going to sign Blake Martinez. So I kind of trust his opinion. Um, Joe Shane came out the other day and said that he is optimistic that the Giants are going to sign both Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. I keep hearing 45 to 37. The person I talked to said this, that the Giants do have a number in the mind. It's not 45. It's not 37. They're looking to stay at a $32 million average. And that's an average salary of 32 million over. He doesn't know the term, but he's saying it's going to be a 30. He wants a, they're looking at a $32 million average, a lower number in year one, my mindset's probably going to be a minimum of a four-year deal with the first three years guaranteed. But he's saying they want an average deal of $32 million. That means it could be $20 million in the first year, $40 in the second, $32 in the third. I don't know. But he's saying they want an average salary of $32 million, and that's the number that they're going to stick with, and that's the number they want to move on from. And they're looking to have a voidable contract year. So in other words, they're looking at basically having a team option in year four, um, that they can get out of the contract or maybe even a player option year four to get out of the contract. I, I still just don't see it. I'm sorry. You look at him statistically, is he a $32 million quarterback? No. Is he a $20 million quarterback? Statistically, no. Is he a $15 million quarterback? Probably between seven and 15 million. Yes. He, he is a Tyrod Taylor. He is a Marcus Mariota. We've gone through this ad nauseum. What I do find interesting though, is this Phil Simms is one of my favorite giants. And I've I've said it a million times before. I remember in '79, that's the wrong button though. I remember in '79 with Pete Rozelle, with the first overall pick, the New York Giants select quarterback Phil Simms, Moorhead State, and then the booze, the cascading booze that came in. Oh, Phil, who? And this was before the internet. This was this was in the infancy of of, of cable. Um, and I laughed though because. He had this career through 79 to, to, to what, 92 or 93. And his last season was, Phil Simms was, was his pro, was another Pro Bowl season. And this is in 93 when the defenses could mug defensive backs. They could do everything that they could hold. They could do anything within that five year, five yard cushion. There was no pass interference called. And Phil Simms took the Giants to an 11 5 record, took them to the playoffs. Excuse me, they lost in that playoff game. But Phil Simms made the Pro Bowl. And it was only the second time he had made the Pro Bowl since going back to 95. I want to read his stats, though, and I'm going to have them up on the screen as well. Phil Simms' stats for the 1993 season 400 attempts, 242 complete, 47 completions, 3,038 yards, 15 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. He actually finished eighth in the MVP ballot. This was in 1993 that this was considered a good season. This was considered a Pro Bowl season. Flash forward to 2023. Daniel Jones has eerily similar stats. And for some reason, Giant fans are calling it a Pro Bowl season, a turnaround season, a season that's going to make everything be so wonderful. No. It's comparable to Phil Simms' stats in 1993 when it wasn't the type of passing league that we have now. Am I the only one that is not? Am I the only one that's not seeing this? I have to find the button. <laughs> uh, I, 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 Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I have to move the 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 modulation. Oh, how it's done. I'll have the modulation of the board working properly. Hopefully, in a couple of weeks, though. But that's a season. That was Phil Simms' season. Three thousand thirty-eight yards, fifteen touchdowns, nine interceptions, eleven to five record. 
400 pass attempts, 11 and 5. And that was a Pro Bowl season in 1993. It's not a Pro Bowl season in 19 in 2023. It's a beyond uh, it's a below average season. And even at 32 million dollars it doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense whatsoever. But you're moving on from Kenny G. So I'm happy about that. I'm happy about the the moving the Sally forward, getting away from Kenny G. But like I said, I'm hearing this rumor that the Daniel Jones numbers is going to be 32 million. An average salary of $32 million, possibly a four-year deal. It may not be $32 million each year, but it could be $32 million on average. I don't agree with it. I think that you, to get rid of Saquon Barkley, if you sign Daniel Jones to a $32 million contract, even if you have $54 million, we've done this math before, that takes you down to $34 million. You have ten point eight on the cap. That takes you down to $24 million. You're not going to – you have 20 other – you have 20 other unrestricted free agents – you're going to build no depth. You're going to take a step back. That's the case. If you want to keep moving forward, you have to find a way to keep that rookie. You have to find a way to keep that quarterback contract acceptable in reference to performance. And if you're going to move on from Saquon Barkley, you're going to have to hope you find someone in the draft. You're going to have to hope you find someone in free agency. But when the offense runs through Barkley, I don't know. I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I really don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, someone asked me, are you going to do a draft video? I said, no. <laughs> I'll do a draft video later, but we need to actually get through free agency. We get through free agency, then I will do a draft video. How about we do that? Doesn't make any sense to do a draft video before you even get in free agency. Um, you know what? We have uh, Pietro Pietro coming in today on the mic. He's going to have a lot of fun things to talk about. So you know what? We're going to go to on the mic with Pietro right now. All right, everyone. This is New York Giant Sports Talk on the mic with Pietro coming in strong, coming in hot. I know he's got some wonderful takes. I've seen his comments many a times in the in the chat, and I am ready for a full ten minutes. Of the Pietro juice. <laughs> What's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I am not bad. And you know what? I, I, I think this is, a, I think a lot of people enjoy doing this. So I hope you do. But I'm going to tell you right now in three, two, one, you are on the mic. <laughs> um, so the main thing I wanted to talk about today that I was kind of watching a bunch of other shows on is the whole uh, Daniel Jones contract. That was something that really irked me. Um, I know the $45 million com- came out from like the other agency or whatever it might be, but I'm still not set on even like $35 million or even close to the tag. I know that they want to do that, but I'm not that big of a fan of it just because I feel like at this point, at least in my opinion, I don't see Daniel Jones like bringing us to a Super Bowl or winning a Super Bowl, which at the end of the day, that's kind of the whole point of your quarterback is can this guy take us all the way there? And I personally don't believe so. Um, obviously, we've seen with Dable and company that they're very good coaching staff. I mean, we were fooled by Joe Judge, so like the one year that Daniel Jones had like an well, eh. Some, some of us were fooled by Joe Judge. Yeah, I was, I'll get, I'll admit. A, a, dashing, a dashing young gentleman wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I'll admit I was a little fooled by Joe Judge his first season, but obviously they weren't it. Um, but Right now, with Brian Dable and all them, I th- I think that they are the real deal. So I'm 
think I'm willing at least to take a couple down years, not re-sign Daniel Jones if we have to, you know, pick up a couple, like let Tyrod Taylor play for a little bit or, you know, kind of have a down season or two before we get our, our real young quarterback and kind of go from there and build the team from there. I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to wait now that I know that, okay, we have all the right people in place to let, you know, the whole team fully blossom. But I don't know. I'm just, I don't understand why we would sit there and we would actually, you know, sign Daniel Jones. Plus, I think that it's more important if we sign, if we re-sign Saquon Barkley, because if you're going to get a young quarterback, surround him with weapons. The reason why Daniel Jones is as good as he is is because he has Saquon Barkley right behind him, which obviously teams are scheming up, okay, how can we stop Saquon, not how can we stop Daniel Jones? Obviously having some decent quarterback play helps out with the run game, but I feel like you can have a young QB in there who obviously is going to make mistakes, but it's still going to work out with the amount of weapons that we're going to have around him. I'm assuming that we're going to build up the wide receiving core. I'm assuming that we're going to build up the O-line a little more. Um, but, yeah, I just I don't understand why we're going to be signing Daniel Jones. I mean, I know I know your take, but what, what do you got on that? Uh, I think that the number is high. Uh, the $45 million was actually um, – the, the beat writer that reported it initially actually came out and said that um, they uh, that number came – directly from someone in the know. So I know Craig Cartman on WFAN came out and said that um, uh, that, that, that he heard his sources, and Craig Cartman's full of shit. I don't believe anything he ever says. Um, I actually believe the beat writers a little bit more. And I don't, you know, like to, to me, it, it's key on Barkley. That's what teams are going to do. Um, Daniel Jones was a benefit of Saquon Barkley's resurgence. You can't, I, I, I can't even see giving him $32 million. And I know we, you know, when we clear, we cleared out, bringing you the smooth sounds of Kenny G. Seventy-two million. Come on, you can sing it. Not worth it, as you, you can plainly see. So, so we're back up into the fifty-four million dollar range on the salary cap. Even if you give Daniel Jones thirty-two with a number of twenty-five a year one, uh, you sign Saquon Barkley at twelve, and then you have ten point eight in your rookie class. You're not left with much yeah. for anything else. And then you got a Julian Love that has to resign too, right? Julian Love, Darius Slayton. There's 20 yep. free uh, unrestricted free agents for the Giants right now. Yeah, some of them are some of them are roster fillers. Um, but like I said, I I, ju- I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it either. And plus, I remember from the uh, the press conference that Joe Sheen said something about like cautiously optimistic about signing them both. Right. So I'm worried that he's caught, like, the caution is on the Saquon end, not on the Daniel Jones end, which that's what scares me, I feel like. What do you think about that? Uh, I'm hoping, I mean, like I said, Saquon was the only one they negotiated with during the season. And they negotiated with him during the bye week. They offered him a $12 million contract, which he turned down. Um, They seem to have had dialogue with Saquon from, you know, from Jump Street. This season, and I, I am, and they really just seem to be working with Daniel Jones recently. So, I, I think they're concerned about losing Barkley. I don't think they want to go over the twelve. Um, I, I mean, it's hard to bring in a running back in a second year and second contract at 25, 26 years old, yeah. without giving him maybe only three years. And I don't know if Saquon wants less than four. Yeah, that is tough. Plus, this is a good. Uh 
pretty sure this this upcoming class is a good running back class, so that also kind of doesn't help his case. But like I said, I, f I feel like he's our main our main playmaker, so we kind of have to keep him in some way. And there's no we can't really trade for a wide receiver just because you know the salary cap, like you were saying, is really thin, especially if we re-sign DJ. So that's why I'm I like I said I'm willing to take kind of the L on DJ. Bring back Saquon, but like you said, it's kind of there's a whole mess going on right now, and I'm really worried about all of it. You know what? It, there, there is there's a mess going on. It, it reminds me of what the 17 Bills. You know, Tyrod Taylor takes him to the playoffs. He signed the big contract. They dump him. Yep. They draft. They move up to draft Josh Allen, and I, I love it. Everyone goes, "Well, picking at 26, you know, we can't get a quarterback." Well, you know, there's no, there's nothing saying that you can't trade that pick. Yep. So it's okay to move up into the top 15. It, it's allowed. Yep. Um, I, I have a question for you, though. Yep. If you don't want Daniel Jones back, and this is the big question for the Daniel Jones panty boys, they always say, well, if you don't want him back, there's nothing else out there. Yeah. Well, wh what would you do at the quarterback situation if you did not bring Daniel Jones back? See, that, that's another tough thing just because of, like, the, obviously the big one that comes to your mind is Derek Carr, but he's also going to cost you a pretty penny, too. So it's, like I said, like, it's kind of hard either way you kind of go with it, but like you were talking about, I would be willing to trade up into the draft and draft a quarterback, you know, at least even if it has to be, like, I guess, like, Richardson with, like, kind of like a high ceiling but a very low floor, you know what I mean? Like, it, it could be boomer bust for him, but I'm willing to kind of take the chance and work with our staff to kind of see how they kind of develop a quarterback and go from there and let Dable pick kind of like his guy rather than inheriting Daniel Jones. How, here's a question to see how much you love Richardson. Daniel Jones gets franchised. That's the $32 million. And Brian Dable says, you know what? We're just going to wait and see what happens this year. You're sitting at 26. You know you have your quarterback on a one-year deal, and Anthony Richardson is sitting there right in sitting there right in front of you at twenty-six. What do you do? Honestly, I would. No, I want you to lie. <laughs> Honestly, if if Brian Dable likes him and thinks he could work well with him, I would I would do it. Pull the trigger on it. Why not? And have DJ mentor him for a year. I mean, even though he probably wouldn't want to do that, he would probably want to earn that next contract. But I would have him sit behind DJ for a year if Brian Dable is like, yo, that's my guy. Let's let's pull the trigger on it. Obviously, it's not me that's coaching the guy, so I can't really have much of a say. But like I said, if Brian Dable thinks, okay, he's got all the tools to really bring our team to the next level, then I would be fully interested in doing that. I'm gonna ask you another question. Then you're gonna have then because I'm I'm burning up a lot of your time here. But I I I, I like I like. I like questions, but I'm going to give you an extra minute, too. Thank you. you. If you have an option, I mean, everyone, the weapons, the weapons, the wide receivers are terrible. The wide receivers are terrible. You got Smooth Snows, Kenny G that failed. Darius Slayton's not a number one. You got the Hodgkins, you know, he, he's just, he's a number three or number four at best. Is there a wide receiver in this draft that if you kept Daniel Jones that you would want to see the Giants pick up? I like Zay Flowers a lot. I think he's okay. electric. I really do think he, he could be hopefully at some point a wide receiver one. I think he has that kind of capability. He's kind of ha he has that, like, I'm trying to think. You know how, like, OBJ kind of has, like, that, like, X factor, that flair, that kind of, right. yeah, I think Zay Flowers has that. I think he could kind of like, kind of 
put that wide receiver room all like kind of on the map for that. Okay. Last question I have. Yeah. You have Daniel Jones. Okay. You, you you draft a wide receiver. There is no market for OBJ. OBJ, OBJ calls up the Shane or not and says, listen, I want to come back to New York. I'll take a little bit over a veteran minimum. You know the, the issues he's had in New York. You know the issues he's had in Cleveland. You know the issues that he's had at times in Los Angeles. Do you do you accept that deal? Do you do you turn around and say, you know what? I, I think I'm going to bring OG. I'm think I'm going to bring uh, Odell Beckham back. I would, even though I've already brought him a rookie, and I got Daniel Jones. But we got rid we got rid of OBJ because of Daniel Jones in some regards that they did not want him clouding the judgment of a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even too sure how long is Wandale Robinson out. Uh, well, he'll probably be he, he'll probably be back either toward I would say probably towards the end of training camp. I would still do it. I mean, honestly, he's always, I think that it's still he he's still got something in the tank. I still think he. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be the receiver that he once was at some point. You know what I mean? But I think that he still could mentor some of the wide receivers, kind of show them a couple things. I think he still could have that big playability every once in a while. It's not like we're signing him to like a crazy contract, like you said. If it's a little bit over the veteran minimum, then I I would be cool taking that. You'd be cool taking that. So you know what we're going to do here? We've always do this. This is this is this is the, your moment to shine. This is your this is your moment to 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 leave a lasting impression with everyone that's watching this show, watching this episode. This is your time to to make that final statement which will put you on the face of New York Giants straight talk. Pietro, what is your final? You have one minute left on the mic. I don't even need a minute. I need 10 seconds. And that's just don't re-sign Daniel Jones. That's literally it. Don't re-sign Daniel Jones. Bring a couple weapons. Trade up for your quarterback. Do do all that fun stuff. Uh, Yeah, I just, I don't want to, in my personal opinion, I don't want to see him back. I don't think that. As much as he might be the good little golden child, I don't think we want a good little golden child as our quarterback. I mean, I know that's the whole New York, John Mara, all that fun stuff, but I want a, I want a quarterback that can take me to the Super Bowl so I can go get drunk in the streets. I would rather do that than, you know, sit here on a Sunday and just be upset every Sunday. So that's what I want. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> Get, don't resign, Daniel Jones. I think we've had that echoed that sentiment many a times. Uh, Pietro, I want to thank you for coming on the mic. Um, it, it, like I said, it's um, we we can only hope that your dreams come to fruition. Pray. <laughs> this, this is him. This is Pietro from On the Mic. We're out of here. Thank you. Well, I think that was a really good segment. I think I want to thank Pietro for coming on in. We're gonna have a lot of good shows coming up. We may even potentially do a live stream. <laughs> I know that's going to be shocking. It'll be sometime in March, so we will let everyone know as we possibly, as soon as we possibly can. And again, this is Tim. This is New York Giants Straight Talk. And you know what, guys? I'm out of here. <laughs>